What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to the only show where we're putting our money where our mouth is. We have some magnificent stuff going on today. Uh, we have special guests in the studio. We have Nuggets playing the clip tonight. And most importantly, the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. Now, I love betting the horses, but unfortunately, I'm not good at it. So we're going to bring in someone who all he does is watch horse racing. Uh, rumor has it he was an ex-jockey for many years, but he uh, he grew out of the size. Uh, we're going to have our good friend Ted, who always hangs out at the Celtic on Market, which is the place to be to watch the Derby. Make sure you call, get a reservation. But more importantly, big shout-out to the Avalanche forcing the Game 7. The Nuggets start in the Western Conference semis. Uh and I've got my good friend Wavy here with me. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball right now because the West has ended up looking just the way we thought. Hard-fought battles, game sevens. Someone from the West is going to take it all. Who do you got? I mean, I'm really going to have to keep on saying when I go with the Lakers. I've been, I've been a big uh, proponent of uh, LeBron and AD coming together. Uh, you got two top five players in the NBA right now on the same team. Um, and LeBron is looking... Probably his best in his 17 years, uh, you know, averaging over 10 assists per game and uh, pretty much uh, 30 points. This offense is looking major, um, and I don't think that really they, they can be stopped at this point. Now, this last round, the Nuggets versus the Jazz. The Jazz really slowed down the tempo all the games. I know the Nuggets like a real up-tempo. They love hitting their overs. They love uh, getting out uh, speedy on the court. I think the clip can keep up with the Nuggets' speed. We've been seeing some overs that we've really liked. I'm really loving the overs in this whole series coming up. It's set real low. They want, what, 222 points? So they're saying uh, yeah. the, the score should be 115-107 uh, uh, clip over Nuggets. I can easily see that happening. So I think if we're making bets on this game, obviously, go Nuggets. Got to go Nuggets. But go, honestly, go over. Go over um, because the Nuggets do like to put – they're an up-tempo team. They're a young team. Um, they got a lot of good wing opponents out there. Uh, and Michael Porter Jr. is uh, definitely coming off a nice little first round. Uh, Jamal Murray averaging about 31 points, you know, for the first Freakish. round. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, the guy scored 182 points in four game, in three games. So, I mean, if you're, if you're going to be definitely taking some overs, I would definitely take the Nuggets. Uh, look for them to come out pretty strong. They're going to need to make a very big noise on that first game. But uh, I think the Clips are probably going to take that first game as well. I know. I just it's and this is what's so tough about this show is we love betting. Yeah. But betting game one of a series when the two teams are, I mean, legitimately this good. We saw some some bad news bears from the Nugs earlier getting down three one. Hey, they battled. They fought back. They got a lot of momentum. But Jamal Murray is tired. He's tired. He's coming off. He also has that uh, that little bruise he got in, uh, what was it, game, I think it was three or four it was. Uh, he had a little calf bruise or something like that, so he's nursing a little bit. But, I mean, you know, I think Jamal Murray is at a point in his career right now where he feels that he's kind of unstoppable. He wants to be that that star player for the Nuggets, uh, and he's kind of taken over that uh, that that. that that mantle, I would say. Well, let's let's take a look at the matchup real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the clip, Kawhi Leonard is yep. unstoppable, both sides of the court. He he is 
arguably the best player in basketball right now, not named the Greek Freak. <laughs> exactly. But Jamal Murray is hot. The problem, uh, the Clippers, I don't think they have an answer for Jokic. I don't think they do either. I mean, it's going to come a lot down to that, that bench support, that supporting cast where the Clippers uh, really have a lot of uh, firepower and Lou Will and Montrez Harrell coming off the bench and, you know, being able to put up numbers and get points, you know, without their star players out there. I think the biggest thing I think for the Nuggets is going to have to figure out is how do you, like, not stop, but kind of like slow down Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Torrey Craig and I believe um, – Probably Jeremy Grant are probably going to have those that 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 opposition to uh, basically take on those guys. Well, that's what I'm saying. Jeremy Grant, I'm going to be on his bandwagon up against Kawhi. Uh, Plumlee can't do it. No. Millsap definitely can't do it. Jeremy Grant literally and Torrey Craig, but I would rather have Jeremy Grant's three points on the on the on the hardwood mm-hmm. than Torrey Craig. <laughs> I mean, I love the guy. He is definitely the role player that we need. Yeah. But stopping Kawhi, but Jamal Murray and uh, Paul George. Uh, I'm seeing a lot there. Gary Harris coming back. Gary Harris coming back. Really did give us uh, the change these last two games. Yeah. Again, not on the stat sheet, but everywhere on the court. Court. Just kind of just you know coming in as that uh, that fourth year player, I believe at this point. Uh, He's just being a leader on the team, you know. And I think that's where the Nuggets really kind of have to pick it up, is because you know these are these are a bunch of young guys. You know, you got Jokic, who's you know. Congratulations on losing all the weight. Skinny joke is just amazing. Right? <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, COVID was good for him. It was good for COVID him. COVID was good for him. He Jokic. came in in shape. He came in ready to ball, and, and he has been, he's been playing lights out. So, uh, yeah, these guys are, you know, young team. They're going up against a veteran heavy team, and it's, uh, it's definitely going to test them for sure. Their will is going to be tested a lot during this next series. Hopefully they can give them a good run, though. So what I'm looking at here, everyone knows how hot Jamal Murray is. Yep. I'm thinking if you have to – excuse me. Oh yeah, I mean if you, you kind of kind of give Jim Mulberry like his 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 due at this point. Like I mean, like I said, he's he's definitely a guy who's coming to take over that team right now, and I feel like he's he's put his put it on his shoulders, put it on his back, and you know it's kind of uplifting those guys right now. Now, from a betting perspective, mm-hmm. we've been betting his points, assists, and boards all together. Yeah, he's been nailing them. Yeah, right? you know I think he hit six of seven. Yeah. Uh, over on his points. Now I think obviously the clip are going to try to lock him down a little bit more, leaving Jokic open. Mm-hmm. So on this first game, I am going to fade Jamal Murray just a little bit. Gotcha. One, I think he's tired after yeah. seven games. He played what yesterday, two days ago. Two days ago. His interview after the game with SVP, he, they're like, "Oh, you ready for Thursday?" He goes, "What's on Thursday?" <laughs> Another game, you know, it's quick. This bubble is turnaround for playoff games is really nice because it's pretty much a game every day at this point. So that's actually really good to see. Uh, I would definitely fade him out a little bit. I mean, I think it's going to you're going to need to lean a little bit more on Joe Gitz this, this next game and uh, maybe some Gary Harris if you can get him in on some good quality minutes. Now, what we're looking at here is there's a bet you can do a player proposition. Mm-hmm. It's points, rebounds, assists. I really like this because a well-rounded player is hitting these numbers. Uh, I was predicting Jokic uh, yeah. with uh, 24 points, eight boards, eight assists. So 24, about 40. About 40, okay. So total. I, okay. I think it'll be over 40, and he has to be for the Nuggets to win, and that's the problem. So I just saw his number on DraftKings. They said it at 43.5 for Jokic. They expect a big game out of him, too. Oh, yeah. So that was one of the bets I was uh, handicapping. I always try, uh, handicap the games before <laughs> I look at the lines. Because then I can see if my line is closer. So I'm going, well, I picked 40-41. They're at 43. I might take the under of 43 and a half. But with game ones, 
I'm I'm a little bit more cautious, right? You have to be a little bit more cautious. I mean, I would I think 43 is a pretty good number. I would probably you know I would probably go over. I'd like I said I think he's gonna have to come out. He's gonna come out with a big. He has to come out. He has to come out. So you know, and I love uh, you know it's the emotional side of watching the Nuggets, the Rockets. I want to bet on the overs. I want to bet on all this because you know what? I want them to win. Yeah. So the uh, this one. They only set Jamal Murray's line at 36 and a half. Hmm. So he's doing what? Six rebounds. Six, six rebounds. Six assists. Six assists about, plus yeah. his points. So 36 myself. Is he going to get 24 or more points? Uh, he, now he, that's the big has one. Yeah. Been. Now, he it has, has been. been. The problem, I might, I might hop back on the Jamal Murray PRA train. Yeah. Because I think he's going to do a lot more assists in this game to Jokic on the inside, who the clip don't have an answer for. So I'm going to bet right now, I'm going to put a quarter unit on Jamal Murray over 36 and a half PRA. You know what? So we've bet the over, over. of 222, and yep. we've bet Jamal Murray's PRA of 36 and a half. I love both those bets. Let's check in. Uh, we are about to go to break, but every day at the end of the show, we do something called the Mile High Sports Parlay of the Day. And I have to admit, it's tough doing it because we don't always want to bet one of these teams uh, emotionally. But you know what? The Avalanche won. The Heat covered the spread. Yeah. And the under came in the Thunder Rockets. Guess what? A $10 bet won you $67. So big shout out to Mile High Spirits, my favorite whiskey, Fireside Bourbon. Stay tuned. We have our good friend Ted coming on. He's going to tell us what, what it was like to be a jockey back in the day. <laughs> Bet Mile High with Will Evans. Weekday afternoons at 2. Welcome back to Bet Mile High, the show where we put our money where our mouth is, and we are always looking for something new to bet. Perhaps it's Tour de France. Perhaps it's the Nuggets. It could be Korean baseball, but guess what? This weekend is the Kentucky Derby. It is not on my birthday this year. It is in September, but you know what? I will take it. I love the Derby. Everyone loves the Derby. It might be the girls in the hats. It might be the mint juleps, or it could be the most exciting two minutes in sports. One of my good friends, Ted, is here. Uh, a triumphant return to Mile High Sports Radio, right? Yeah, I've been here um, before and lots of lots of other stations and, oh, God, KLAK and KB and so many of them, I can't, you know, name them all. Nice. I know we're talking. You said that you were a jockey. I must have misheard you. You said you played hockey, <laughs> hockey back in the day. That makes a lot more sense, my man. Yeah, if I was a jockey, they'd say like, you know, number three is carrying uh, 87 pounds overweight. <laughs> so, you know, it's not going to work. They say we are going to talk the Derby. Uh, normally, this is the first race in the uh, Triple Crown. Normally, about May 5th, opening weekend. Uh, it is in September now. The second race, a mile and a quarter, I believe, yes. mile and a quarter, yeah. and there are 18 horses in this race. It is a huge field. Well, you know, the, the Derby generally is. I mean, the, the Derby generally has 23, 24 horses in it. Um, this is so so backwards that actually the Travers, which is the last jewel of the Triple Crown, um, was 
run already and that's over with too and that was a, the first race at a mile and a quarter so generally the belmont would be the last one at a mile and a half mm -hmm. i believe it was at a mile and an eighth, eighth. this yeah. year they dropped it down and i'm not sure I, i'm guessing that the preakness is still going to be a mile and three sixteenths and it generally is two weeks after the derby but uh, early october i believe this year three or four weeks after this one now the belmont stakes we saw tis the law run away he is the betting favorite right now is he are, are you going to put your life savings on tis the law no i you know i don't think in, in this particular race i don't think you can ever put your life savers because the derby of all of these of all the triple crowns uh races the derby is the one that is most likely to be won by somebody that's not the best horse because of the huge field and because of the post position draw and we'll talk about that a little bit as we go mm -hmm. um you it's a lot easier to get in trouble generally you know the preakness the derby would have 22 23 horses in it then it would go to the preakness which would have nine and then it would go to the belmont that sometimes would have six so there's a whole lot more of a chance to get into trouble when there's a big field like there is here especially when the you know the horses that everybody thinks has a chance are generally in this race are like 16 17 18 post position so it forces it forces will for them to m make a decision early in the race now I really like having this many horses because I'm seeing some really, really l big long shots on this list. I mean, if I see a horse that is 50 to 1, 30 to 1, is there a chance they could win this race? Yes, and but the first thing that I do when I handicap oh, these perfect. things. Well, I'm looking at this piece of paper right now. He came in, so Ted shows up with this entire book with all the races in there, race 1 to race 14 for this Saturday. I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of numbers that don't make any sense at all. I'm seeing the horse's name, which that's how Richie always picks his horses. He picks the horse with the best name. I pick the best-looking jockey. Everyone has a system. Where do you start? Well, if it's, if it's jockey these days, <laughs> it's Irat Ortiz. Irat, the Ortiz brothers are favorite. Well, they're, but they're staying. Saratoga this year had a, had a pretty much of a policy. If you, if you leave, you can't come back as a jockey so irad and his brother jose who are vying for the lead and wins at saratoga um have stayed at saratoga and and kind of rightfully so because if you if you don't have the mount on uh, ap honor for example that mike smith has or um tis the law that manny franco has it's like why would you go to kentucky to finish eighth exactly when you can stay in new york and win four races so, you know, but but as far as handicapping this race, when you, uh, your comment, you know, could a could a bomb win this race? Yeah, some can, but but of the eighteen horses, and I can give out names or I can give out post position numbers or whatever. Well, let's look at both because if eighteen horses are racing, they mm -hmm. they line up in a row. You've seen the starting gates. We see this every year for the Derby. Is it better to be on the inside against the rail at the Derby, or do you want to be one of the outside horses that ha that has to come in? Well, the the rail is the worst place to be. Okay. The wor year after year after year, the rail you can just unfortunately just throw the horse out. 
What? It's my favorite horse in the entire field is on the rail. Finnick the Fierce, the one-eyed pirate of a horse. How do you not want to bet Finnick the Fierce? I really, I really want him to win, Ted. Well, you, you should invite your listeners to come in here and make their bet on Finnick the Fierce and give the money right to you, Will. <laughs> Actually, you know, I will be taking all of the action uh, legally at the Celtic on market. <clears throat> let's, <laughs> let's, run, let's run down the field real quick because it's right. not going to take us too long. No. And and I'll just mention who I think had there no chance of being in the top five. I like that. So we start from the bottom, work our way up. Who do we not like? Who are we fading today? Finnick the Fierce can't be in the top five. Curses. That's the one horse. I don't believe the three horse enforceable can be in the top five. Storm the Court, Major Fed, I don't think either of them can be in the top five. The seven horse, Money Moves, I don't think can be in the number. Uh, the nine horse, I don't think has a chance. That is Mr. Big News. Mm-hmm. Um, Necker Island, the 11, I don't think has a chance. Um, so, and that leaves Winning Impression, the 14, I don't think has a chance either. So I think we just threw out like eight horses of the 18. So we're down to 10 contenders. I like that. Now, I'm also looking at the what's called the morning lines. So when you when you look at the paper, you see 10 to 1, 5 to 1, 50 to 1. I think uh, I think the handicappers are kind of agreeing with you. We just tossed out all of these 50 to 1 horses. There's there's a couple that that I left in. Max Player is one of them. Mm-hmm. He's 30 to 1. Sol Volante um, is running King, again. King Guillermo at 20 to 1. I left in. Um I actually left South Bend in, and he's 50 to 1. Uh, Here he is. So, you know, there, there's some price. Sola Valente, 30 to 1. Um, attachment rate, I think, has a huge chance to be in the top four at 50 to 1 mm. with and, Joe Town. And that's where the big money is. If you get one of your long shots in your two-horse bet, your three-horse, your trifecta, mm-hmm. that's where we're going to make some real money this race. My most successful uh, triple crown rate, a uh, derby, um, was when my partner and I picked a horse and put him in all three positions underneath and mine that bird won the race. So we had an all to Pioneer of the Nile and that's the way it finished. And the, and the try came back like $21,000 because mine <laughs> that bird was the worst horse in the race and could not possibly won the race. And what happened was there was a torrential downpour as they were loading. Mine that bird weighed about 800 pounds compared to the normal 1,400 <laughs> that they weigh. And mine that bird just skipped right over the track without, you know, pounding his hooves in and whatever. He just skipped right over. Calvin Burrell kept him on the rail. And, and he won the race easily. Huh. I don't know if you guys are Seinfeld fans, but I just think of the Kramer his mother was his mother was a mutter <laughs> and mother. just t- talking about mutters that's, that's what gets me going um so why did you take that long shot though because usually those horses kind of get discounted and those are the guys that get cut was that just you know what we're just going to take the long shot and put them in this or did you see something in them well we we didn't actually select a long shot pioneer of the nile was maybe the favorite in the race maybe it wasn't but so what we did in a trifecta you can do this in a super effective at four, four horses we just picked the horse that we felt most likely was going to be in the money mm-hmm. and used an all on top of them now i, I really like this because we do this in different ways especially for fading chalk right 
Uh, so you have every other horse can get first place. Then you choose the horse that comes in second or third, especially if you know that he's going to be in the money somewhere. I love that idea. Or in all three positions. Or, or in all three, yeah. But in, in this particular race, with the, the horses that we just talked about that are throwouts, mm-hmm. which leaves us with 10, it's not all that expensive to play an all over 10 horses over 10 horses and 10 horses over all over 10 horses and then a all all with the horse that you like um so it's you know it it, it's expensive to do that but it's it's your one chance of getting big bucks i like that i'll tell you right when we come back from this next break we're going to talk about the basic bets you can make uh when you're betting on the derby is it to win is it to get into third place you can bet all of it and lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details when you come back from this break you're gonna hear our horses and our picks because we got to win the big bucks this weekend ted sounds good to me will Bet Mile High with Will Evans. Weekday afternoons at 2. Welcome back to Bet Mile High with Richie Dub. We have our good buddy Ted in here. He's going to make us some picks, win us some money, because the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. I want to say it is the 14th race of the day. Should kick off about 4 o'clock here in sunny Colorado. They're obviously racing in Louisville, Kentucky. I was there two months ago scouting out the track, making sure everything was going good. It's beautiful. I would love to be there right now, and I would love to be on one of those horses because I'm seeing some famous names. I'm seeing some famous names in this list, not just the horses, but the jockeys and the trainers as well. I got a couple names I'm going to throw out. Even if you really don't follow horse racing, some of these names are the ones that we banter around. Bob Baffert, trainer amongst trainers. I have I see two horses in this list of 18 that he trains. Authentic, we have been betting for a while. The other one I don't know as well. Thousand words coming in as a mid-range shot. What can you tell me about the two Baffert horses? Well, I mean, all the Baffert horses are major contenders, and you know, um, if if Baffert buys a horse for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, that's chump change. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, he'll race the horse three or four times and then put the horse in a, in a $40,000 claiming race just to move it and take the $300,000 loss because all his guys, all his owners are in it for one thing only, to win the Derby, to win a, a Triple Crown race or whatever. Ironically, with ba- with Bafford in the, um, in, the, in the Oaks, which has always run the day before for Phillies. So in the... $1.25 million Oaks, his filly, Gamine, the five horse in the 12th race at Churchill, if Gamine was in the Kentucky Derby, that horse would probably be the favorite. 
Now that is what I like to. Now uh, you brought up something that is so cool. Horse racing happens essentially year round at all the different tracks, but they really make a big spectacle in Kentucky. So we have the boys running on Saturday and the ladies run on Friday. It's what's called the Kentucky Oaks. The purses are still enormous. These trainers, jockeys, and the horses, they're going to get some good kibble out of this. And another great play, if if you're into it, is go down to Celtic and play Gamine in what's called the Oaks Derby Double. Mm-hmm. And use, use the 10 horses that we left in in... You know, a five dollar double suit for fifty bucks. You have, assuming Gamines wins the race, assuming you have ten horses that can win the Derby, and you hit the double. And some of those bombs that we talked about, the twenty to one shots and whatever else, you know, stranger things have happened. I know this looks like a two horse race to me on paper, but what we talked about earlier, post positions in the Derby mean a lot, and and the good horses all drew outside. Yeah, this is amazing. So, 18 horses. I'm looking at my big three names. Honor AP, Tis the Law, who is the 3-5 to five favorite, and Authentic are, are spots 16, 17, and 18. Is that just bad luck? Well, it's not necessarily bad luck. And for, for example, the 16 pose position, okay, over the last 20 years, has had four winners come out of it. And it's 26% win, place, and show over the 20 years. Whereas the 17... Tis the laws is no winners, five percent win place and show. So I mean, you don't know what this forces. What the post positions force in here is for the eighteen authentic to go to the lead. Because what else is he going to do? Drop back to eighteenth, and he's, then, he's then try got, to come up from the end at the end of a race. That's not going to happen. No, it's not, not. Not in this field. And authentic has natural speed, so authentic's going to go from the 18 position. And I look for Honor AP and Tis the Law to be stalking the leaders, somewhere sitting four or five lengths off that early pace. And when Tis the Law goes, I think Mike Smith goes with him on Honor AP. There's the two jockeys. I mean, Mike Smith is a Hall of Famer. Yes, he is. Okay, Manny Franco's not. And even though he's been riding well, he's not top 10 at Saratoga when he leaves because there's like seven seven riders of the top ten in the country and I, I would include Mike Smith as one of them yep the and, Ortiz brothers and well for, that's you know without saying <laughs> right. the Ortiz's Castellano mm-hmm. um, Johnny Velasquez um, Luis Saez uh, there are seven of them were at Saratoga now, I, speaking of John Velasquez, he is riding authentic Bob Baffert's horse, but he's also riding Gamine in the Oaks. Same jockey for Bob Baffert in both races. I love Velasquez on Gamine on Friday's race. I like him on authentic at 5-1 to one as well. No, 8-1 to one right now. My, my question is, for authentic is, knowing that the horse has to go to the front, can he get a mile and a quarter? because he never has. And his Tomlinson number for that distance is well below Tis the Law and Honorary Peace. So what length would Authentic be his best race fit for? A mile, six furlongs, eight furlongs, or is, it, is he made for this mile and a quarter? I think his best distance is a mile and a sixteenth. Mile sixteenth. Um, I mean, he's won at a mile and an eighth, and he's also lost at a mile and an eighth. But 
that's where I think he kind of stops. So I think with with the other ones that are right there, 16 and 17, you know, I, I'm i just thinking like the how track looks. They're probably not going to be coming to that first turn on the outside, right? They're going to try to get into the pack a little bit early, so they got to do a little bit of sprinting, or are they going to hang out there for a while? Oh, no, they'll leave. Okay. They'll leave, and they'll follow Authentic, but... They're going to push it. They're not going to push it. Okay. You know, Authentic will be on the lead, and maybe... The 15 horse New York traffic that also has a lot of speed, maybe he'll be there with Authentic. Um, the, only, the only chance Authentic would have to me is if he gets to the front, gets loose on the lead, and he goes the first six furlongs of the race in 114, which is very, very unlikely for this for this, this race. Now, what we're looking at, there's different styles of racing. You have the horses that close right there around the last turn. You have horses that maintain the same quick speed all the way through a track. Does it particularly matter in the derby what kind of stylistic horse running it is? It, it does, but, you know, it, it cracks me up. A lot of times I'll, I'll see people watching races, and they'll go like, you know, uh, he, he should have been up front, or he should have been here, or he should have been there. Well, that's just like you know, people that run track in this country, you know, um, if you're a, if you're a natural miler and you're slow to start, well, you're slow to start. You're not going to sprint to the lead. You know, if you're a sprinter, you, you sprint. So horses run. I, I like the analysis. Now we're all going to be at the Celtic on Saturday morning, bright and early because we want to bet a ton of races. Now, let me just cover some of the basic stuff. When you get there, you can bet a horse to win or to place or show, which is second or third place. So I could say I love Tis the Law at any of those three positions, but they pay less, oh, yeah. uh, way, way less, if you uh, choose a horse to get in third place. My favorite sorts of bets are what they call the exotics. You can pick the top two horses. You can pick the top three, the four. You might even have a pint effect in there where you can pick the top five horses. Richie and I have a hard time picking one winner let alone five in a row. Uh, tell me a little bit about the other races that are going on. Are you allowed to pick the winners of a couple races oh, in a yeah, row? Yeah. That's, again, again, when we were talking earlier, the from the eighth race to the 14th, which is the last race, the mm-hmm. Kentucky Derby, there are a couple different pick fours. There's a pick five. Um, and there's always rolling pick threes which is one of my favorite plays a rolling pick three mm-hmm. so that so you're you get to pick the winners of race eight nine and ten and nine and ten then, and eleven then and 11. 10, 11, hey, and 12. okay if if the if the roll of the dice is the right way <laughs> you're you hit a home run you know because to you, you need to spread in those races in, in order to cover yourself and if you lose one of them you lose like three of them because you're, you're roughly picking the same horses in right. some of these. Like, if I love, say, uh, the five horse in race eight, mm-hmm. I'm going to have him in my pick four, my pick three, my pick 37, right. which is where the big money is. And, and, you know, speaking of that five horse in the eighth race, smooth like straight, I, I really, really like this horse. But I'm also going to use the four horse, field pass, and the eight horse, fancy liquor. So in my pick threes... It's going to be four, five, eight, and then go on to race nine, the ninth race, where I like the one the best, and the only other horse I'm going to use is the nine, Rushy. Okay. So now we have a three by two by, in the tenth race, I like the ten horse the best, 
but I'm also going to use the 3, the 7, and the 8. So we're 3 times 2 is 6 times 4 is 24. So a $1 bet costs you $24. bucks. Now, tell me about doing a pick 3 like this. Obviously, if all the favorites come in, the payout is not huge, but this is going to be a big payday, even on a dollar bet, right? Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. See, this Absolutely. is why we, it's, it's like we always talk about our mile-high parlays. We're going to do a mile-high horse parlay at the end of the show today. So, and, and at the risk of being like boring on these things, the horses that I just gave out, well, you can play a three-horse exacta box for $6 in that ninth race. And then go, you know, to the 10th race, and you can use the 10 horse with the other three in exactus. Now, I love a three-horse exacta box. It's one of my favorite bets. And all it is, you're picking your three favorite horses, and they have to come in any order for first and second. So you have three horses for two positions in any order, and it is six to one. So a dollar uh, exacta box only costs six bucks to put in. You know what? That's a very reasonable bet. We make a ton of those on Derby Days. Uh, because we want a little bit of sprinkle, sprinkle action on all these all these uh, races. Now, Richie, you've been to the Celtic with me before. Uh, normally, I'm betting the fat dogs. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the Caliente track, and yeah. we're betting the Greyhounds. <laughs> that is that is what we like to do in the afternoons. It is part of being a degenerate, and part of being on the show is loving uh, one of our random tips. If I ever see a dog in the 75 to 80 pound range on the outside, you put that dog into your exacto or your try. Because guess what? He if he's in, he muscles the other dogs out of the way. I mean, I think as you know, amateur racing handicappers, <laughs> we just kind of take a peek at the dog as they're walking out there, and we're like that one. Um, but what's really interesting about these races is you have a lot more information. So if you want to dig into the data, if you want to see their past tracks, kind of what they've done, and then those, you know that that race time you're just you're you're jacked up as you're watching these horses run around this track and it is it is really exciting to have a couple numbers or a couple colors mm -hmm. that you're trying to look sprint up there <laughs> die will, seven die seven die seven <laughs> will's will's been with me when we were sitting in the back room at the celtic and somebody might come in and say, hey, can I get the Palm Beach Kennel Club on back here? <laughs> and I immediately go, no, no, no you no, can't. We're, we're running the horses today, man. So you told Will to go outside is what you're telling me. Yeah, no, go to the other room. I bring my own television for the, po for the pooches. Now, uh, you actually bring up a really good point. Uh, you can get what is called the sheets. Uh, they have them printed out, ready to go, they're a couple bucks, and it has all the horses, their times. Now, when you pick up the sheet, Ted, what is the first thing that you're looking at? Like just the first, like well, uh, it, right off the bat. And before Ted gets there, these things are intimidating. They like, really they have are. So much information on them, so you got to take a second and kind of get your bearings with them a little bit, and then Ted's going to tell you what we should look at. All right. So obviously, you and I, we look at the horse's name. Yeah. Is is how we start <laughs> our handicapping. So tell you what, uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to put uh, together our mile high parlay. We are going to talk about our favorites for the Derby. So stay tuned. Bet Mile High with Will Evans, weekday afternoons at 2. Welcome back to Bet Mile High. It's our special derby edition of the race. I have just bought a new hat just for Saturday. You have to look your best if you're showing up to watch the derby. I uh, will be drinking mint juleps with a little Mile High Spirits bourbon in there. It is going to be fantastic. Join us here at Society Sports or join us at the Celtic on Market, which is the biggest party 
right now that is still uh, still going because they have off-track betting. Our good friend Ted, who has been on Mile High Sports for many years now, is with us in studio. Now, I want to throw out a little a little bet that I like for the Derby. Now, there's a dozen different ways. We can just pick a winner. The favorite, Tis the Law, uh, obviously won the Belmont. He's going for the Triple Crown. So one of the bets that I'm going to be doing this year is I'm going to what's called single him on top of one of my bets. I'm going to pick the two horses to win. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to say uh, exacta, wheel it, which means I want the 17 on top. And I have two horses I really like. I'm going to sprinkle the six, King Guillermo, and the 18, authentic, a Baffert horse. So I'm taking the 17 over the 618 as a low-risk exacta. I love it. Richie, I know you're going to bet some horses. Ted, who are your favorites? We already knocked out eight horses. We got 10 left. Obviously, Tizala is the favorite. Who else has a, a top three chance? This is one of those things that if if you if you get lucky and you can beat Tizala, you you'll get all the money. So because so many people will be doing mm-hmm. that Tizala on top uh, on top everyone. It is I wouldn't call it a safe bet because there's no safe bet in gambling, but he uh, he is the highest rated three year old in the field. Uh, I've seen a, other, so a couple of other big names. Sol Volante is making another appearance. Honor AP, we really like. And obviously, I love King Guillermo, but he missed the training session this morning. I mean, how do you miss a training session? Did he? Did the horse oversleep? <laughs> well, it could be weather. <laughs> it could be they didn't like something about the horse. It could be that the horse uh, didn't want to you go to the track. It could be things that are meaningless and could be things that are meaningful. So it's you got to pick it out. I've seen a lot of horses. I had favorite story. I had um, AP Indy. I had winner booked at fifteen to one to win the Derby, and the morning of the race, the trainer felt heat in one of the hooves and scratched him. Well, AP Indy went on to win the Belmont, the Travers, <laughs> Horse of the Year. If he would have won that Derby, which was one of the worst Derbies, Little ET won it. And AP AP Indy would have won by from here to the parking lot, but they scratched them. So my fifteen to one and get, out the and window. Getting fifteen to one on a horse you really like—that is a huge payoff. When a lot of these are even money or worse. Uh, but real fast, I know we have the Nuggets tonight. I need to put together a little mile high parlay real fast. We are also we're all wearing our Nuggets gear. But you know what? Uh, here in Colorado, we don't have to go to Las Vegas to bet anymore with the Circus Sports app. The Las Vegas boogie fits in your hand. So whether you're looking to bet the Derby this weekend or place a bet on a cross-sport parlay, the Circus Sports app takes you beyond the basics with mile-high limits. It's sports betting the way it should be. And I've got a little two-teamer right here. I love the over in the Nuggets Clippers. and I love the Avalanche money line. Those two are going to get me three-to-one return on my money. Thank you, Circus Sports. Download it now. You must be 21 years or older. App can only be used within the state of Colorado. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado LLC encourages responsible gaming for help and information concerning problem gambling. Call 1-800-522-4700. Thank you, fellas. I had to get that bet in before the end of the show because I love watching the Nuggets cover the spread. All right, Ted, while we're wrapping up, besides Tis the Law, who are your top one or two other favorite horses? Well... AP Honor, I think, or Honor AP, can I think can win the race. So he's got to be one of my favorites. And my long shot plan here is attachment rate. 
Uh, the, I believe he's the third team with Joe Talamo, and he's 15 to one morning line. I think he could be third or fourth. I have him at 50 to one mm-hmm. morning line. So what I'm going to do, since we we love putting a long shot into our exotic wagers, so what if we do a trifecta box, and we pick four horses? So it's going to be a $24 uh, bet. Four horses to take three spots. So let's do the 16, the 17, the 13, and we need one more horse that you uh, think is going to cash in. I'm going to go with the two. The two. The with two. Max player. Love the two. Max player. So we got mm-hmm. max player, attachment rate, honor AP, and tis the law. I love those four horses. And you know what's going to happen? When attachment race wins at 50 to 1, Guys, I've really enjoyed hanging out with you. We are moving to the islands, a beach life for us. Or maybe we should just move to Kentucky so we can watch these horses in person. Or maybe you can put, just put it in your account so you can slowly watch it dwindle. <laughs> well, we, we, can, we can buy a horse. I don't know what you guys I are think thinking. We, we should buy another horse. Hey, guys, I've really enjoyed having you on the show, Ted. We've got to get out of here because we've got to get ready for the Nuggets Clippers game one tonight. But we do this bet mile high every day from 2 to 3 o'clock. And can you sign us out? Yeah, I'm going to give a tribute to Herb Brown, my mentor, and Joe Williams, my partner, and end the way he would end. You make this show. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.